The recording is in progress, and this is a special podcast brought to you by the four Bs, because all four Bs are here. Yes, that's right. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Mr. All In, aka the Trillion Dollar Man, Dr. Evil 10%, aka the People's Champ, myself, Sir Neverlook, aka the Excellence of Execution, and she is back back with a vengeance here for your listening pleasure and for your viewing eyes you've never seen her before some of you yes you regular listeners mrs no show is in the building now that is how you start the four b's (laughs) how how many um pods ago was it is it 64 i did great uh it would be better if you turned up 69 later do you know what? <laughs> Honestly, in the notes it said 69. There were some notes about 69. I was like, no. <laughs> that is because we've already got 69 lined up. I mean, this has got way more professional right. since the last time I showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I put back in some of those early ones, I've gone, these are the ones that you're meant to record and never release for a reason. Like, they should just be. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're much we actually got they super were real. Real. yeah they were super real is it ones where we're talking about how we should start um staking dow and other things shit like coins uh, <laughs> i think it was a lot worse than that it was like <laughs> you know it was cancel vision wasn't it really we the were in lockdown we didn't even have an agenda we just came on and just chatted shit <laughs> <laughs> to be fair that was, that was fun <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, yeah, yeah. Well, we always talk show, like three hours long. Yeah, they were they were <laughs> really like, long, like it? an Avengers trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 but nothing happens. But nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, like an Avengers trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> like the Hobbit. So we, we do need to ask Mrs. No Show, where have you been? What Bitcoin news have you got for us? Anything that you want to share? I left at episode three and we were like twice the price we are now and I'm back at episode 68 and it's shit. You you have come back a lot leaner than last time. Two stone now. Thank you. Two and a half. You need need to put that two and a half stone back on so the price goes up. That's what it was. Every time (laughs) I lost a pound, Bitcoin lost 10 points. So, yeah. <laughs> so put, put on five, you're on the KFC diet every meal. <laughs> um, what's the Bitcoin clock say, Mr. Rowland? Well, it's a bit sad. Actually, it's just it's just ticked over to 19k. It's it's read 18k the whole of today. But it's okay. 19k and 56 dollars. Okay. I told you about my issue the other week about having to uh well, I had to sell a little Bitcoin to put in my bank. So I'm now putting back in, in micro doses. So I'm buying back in. So my my whole mantra of not looking, I'm having to look. So I'm every day DCAing 100 quid away. Uh, but over the weekend, when it went down to close to 15s, I was there. I was in there with the micro bids. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm back in. Yeah, well, today's been another little dip day. I, I must admit, I didn't have any internet. I haven't had internet for most of the week. I don't know how you're breathing, but you're still here. Good to good for you. <laughs> so it goes down all week apart from the pot. Is it that your service provider absolutely hates you because you're a cunt, and uh, but they really like the pod? 
I've actually had the conspiracy theory with the missus that they put me down because I upload the pod and I use, lo use loads of bandwidth because I upload it to various places. And I think they see me in the middle of nowhere. I probably take down half of my neighborhood doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, off. And on Wednesday, I go down and I wake up and the internet's on. I'm like, mother, and it takes me the whole week. On Tuesday, I get it back on and they're like, maybe he'll be well behaved now. Do the pod, do the upload, and they fucking switch me off on Wednesday again. So, is it? Are you a bit of me? Um, bit in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, totally cool. middle of nowhere. Yeah, well, he's killing um, all the farmers. Like, it's the internet No, it's airband. To us, I don't want to. I don't want to slag them off too much because they're literally the only provider that will do my <laughs> house. So if I, I would love to have just gone, go fuck your service. I'm moving, <laughs> but I can't. Like if I do that, I have no one. So if anything, I'm ringing them up, going, my service is really bad. And I pay more that it's better. Like, what do I need to do? Who, which dick do I need to suck? Like, I, just, <laughs> I thought, um, thought you only did that for, for sats. No, I, I'll do it for many things, really. I can't. Uh, are you losing Twitter followers as we speak and the vibe? I mean, the agenda was short, I guess, as well, originally, because yeah. of this. Yeah, well, ever since moving out here anyway, like, Twitter's become, like, much less. I've been, like out and about quite a lot but yeah obviously like the last pretty much two or three weeks i've probably had internet for about four days of that but so. you've smiled more <laughs> yeah. but, but i've corrected less people that were wrong on the internet that yeah. i was gonna say i still see a lot of comments from you on um twitter so you're obviously still getting your feed there's a lot of shit today it's really sad but you know every single comment you're reading is I am out on my driveway, pointing my phone at a very specific direction. I get a lit, I get two bars of 3G, a little, about 10 tweets come in, and I can reply, and they go into the send box, and I just stand there for about five minutes, and they go into send. So every tweet you've seen, that I've literally been doing that. <laughs> so Whoa. that is how addicted to Twitter I am. That I, sometimes I'm doing this at 11 o'clock at night, literally. And so is you it don't even have phone reception. You've no, got no internet and no phone. That's the worst thing about having the internet off. I don't, and inside the house, zero signal for anything. Is there a better That's network? That's a schoolboy error, that, though. Like, you should always check the phone reception before you buy the house. I know. Well, I did check yeah, it. But when, you buy, when you're buying a bit of a dream house, though, because, it, you know, it hit all your criteria, is a bit of a secondary. Like, you yeah. can probably maybe find a different carrier, or you can buy one of those booster aerials. For I was going to say the booster aerials. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like when when you have a list of criteria and it all gets ticked, and then the phone signal one doesn't, you're like, provide the internet works. He said it did. And to us, like, look, in reality, what am I really using it for? I'm using it for fucking shit posting on Twitter. It's not the end of the and world. OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I need to keep posting to my OnlyFans. My OnlyFans subscribers have dropped off a lot, and I'm very sad. Yeah. I can yeah. just imagine like you're on your drive at 11 11 30 at night, posting, shouting out noob, while your missus just looking out the window. Yeah. I'm like, I'm coming <laughs> in but someone is wrong on the internet and I need to <laughs> Someone's crying the Queen's dead again and I need to tell them they're a fucking melt. Hold on. <laughs> Brilliant. How are you coping with sports as well? Oh, that's really, that's the hardest thing actually. Like the football, yeah. I've actually yeah. missed all like yeah. the last and UFC. 
yeah it's yeah it's a bit of a nightmare that's the thing that i really missed actually i really really missed that are you gonna have to subscribe to sky or something yeah i don't even know if i get sky out here but um but yeah but it's all back now the internet's back it's all good oh, i'm back all right be good for good. a day so we take you down because you'll be up till five o'clock in the morning looking at only fans as well <laughs> <laughs> the hd porn straight away and then they <laughs> and enough, that's disgusting so over the weekend you were left with Mornhub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's actually been one of the worst things. I've actually been watching terrestrial TV this week. Yeah. A week to be watching it. Yeah, exactly. Like, every show's getting interrupted with, "Are you crying yet?" With respect yeah. for the Queen, are you crying? Like, there's no adverts on TV. So what the hell was going on? Like, I just, I, obviously, I live off YouTube and Netflix and Amazon, so I kind of totally immune to all this stuff on the news. This week, I've had to watch terrestrial TV. And they just chase me around. Even if I don't watch a show that's about that, I'm just trying to watch like Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares 20 fucking 2004. I'm like, fine, I'll fucking watch it. And like in the advert, they're like, the Queen's dead, lol. Are you crying yet? No, I'm not. Just fuck off. I want to um, see an did you watch any of it? sofa. Did you watch any of it? Of course they fucking didn't. Why, why do I watch that shit for? My missus, well... She seemed like she really wanted to watch a bit of it, so I saw a bit of it last night. And um, I suppose two things which I picked out was how fucking much money did they spend on a funeral when they could be dealing with starving families and um, families aren't heating? You know, think about all that money which got spent. It wouldn't just be one million. It'd probably be 10, 20 million or something. Yeah, so more than that. You're, into the, you're into a lot more than that. When you yeah. when you factor in the fact that all the policing and stuff like that, they moved police from Manchester. Let's not that. forget the fact that we had an extra bank holiday that wasn't yeah. equated for as well. Yeah, but throwing that and think like you know, 10, 20 million, whatever it is. What about all the starving kids? Why aren't we dealing with that instead? Why isn't she just got a little funeral where there's one camera and her family in an unknown location? Everyone's like, great, we've seen it. Bye. Instead, there's this big ceremony which they spend tens of millions on. And then additionally, how many masks were in that cathedral? (laughs) And bear in mind, the average age was probably about 70. Yeah. We'll all be locked in lockdown in three weeks. (laughs) <laughs> and don't forget as well, I mean, Charles is 73, and with those sausage fingers, he's got some sort of condition. So this is probably going to play out again in the next five years. I'll give him tops, you know. He he doesn't look like he's going to be in the best of health. So, uh, so we'll have another procession for that. And then we've got the coronation coming up next year as well. So when is you know, that... Well- Will we get another bank holiday for that? And will there be another yeah. 20 million spelt on a ceremony? Yeah. yeah, so you'll get the bank holiday for the coronation and you'll get another bank holiday for when he dies. And the whole thing will be repeated all over again. Not to forget that when William becomes king, we'll have another one as well. So don't, don't get too caught up in what's happened today because there's a lot more to come. It's like um, the real life Kardashians, isn't it? Really, it's it's, it's, a, it's a sitcom. So it's which 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 um, royal is going to be the next one who's caught out as a pedo? <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that like my missus pointed out, which I think is just a great analogy for what all this kind of like represented, was there was drone footage of 
the the casket being taken from wherever she died to yeah buried. Don't know. But the roads were there, and there was big yellow patches all over the road. Which was like, what are they? And they kind of zoomed in at one point. And essentially, what they'd done is they'd filled all the potholes with sawdust and sand, so the horse and carriage could go over it. Okay. Mm. And I, for me, that just represented everything that they were doing right now, right? So they did a bodge job. Is that really sawdust? I thought yeah. it was some kind of like anti-terrorism or something. I saw the sand and I was like, what the hell is it? I put in the potholes so the carriage didn't tip over and fire the fucking casket across the hedge or something. And it just <laughs> represented like... It would have been funny. They bodged it for the Queen, right? So the Queen is important enough to have the potholes filled. We could do this properly. And so everybody else would benefit from no fucking potholes in the road. But we don't care about everyone else. So we're just going to spend the minimum that gets the queen through. And then the first time it rains, it all washes out and the potholes are back. But we don't care about everyone else's cars because fuck the people. And you just go, isn't there a better like little microcosm of how much like the elite care about the people, even though they pretend to care about us? It's like, just... Fix the roads properly. Like they probably spent 10 million on fixing that road and bodging it. They could have spent 20 million and fixed it for everyone. But yeah. I don't know how they'd spend 10 million. It's literally like five bags of sawdust. I, I can guarantee you they, they would have paid over the odds. Rush job as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, sawdust had to come by right now. Oh, mm. your poo pennies up. We're in the air. You know. <laughs> when do you want it next week or tomorrow oh and you're going to want the premium dust right you're going to want the premium <laughs> sawdust <laughs> non-royal sawdust <laughs> yeah it's going wash away quite twice as quickly and the fucking plebs won't get any use out of it <laughs> well whilst we're talking about royalty i'm going to seamlessly linked to Bitcoin royalty, and that is Michael Saylor, after writing a killer article about the energy that Bitcoin uses. So uh, yeah, without further ado, let's jump into Bitcoin mining and the environment. Um, he made some really good points, naturally, as Saylor does. And uh, I think, should we just quickly run through them one to seven? Yeah, go on, go give us an overview of what the article said. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, Bitcoin energy utilization. So uh, Bitcoin runs on stranded excess energy, which is what is really, really key. So when everyone's saying, oh, it's, it's taking up too much energy or it's using the energy of like uh, a whole country. Well, it's not. It's taking away what, the overconsumption of energy that we actually produce in the world. So first of all, shoots that argument down. Secondly, Bitcoin versus other industries. Um, Dr. Evil 10%, do you want to talk about this one? Yeah, sorry, I just got one of the notes. So the metrics were 59.5%. So it's been talked about on Twitter, but... Um, renewable or i think they named it what's it sustainable energy here yeah. is a figure and it's up year on year from 46 percent. so that's just significant and i think we talked about it last week but was it carbon negative by 2024 or was it later 
2024. So that is accelerating from being using high amounts of energy, which apparently should be using all the world's energy by now, from the predictions in 2017 or 18, to the fact that you'll actually be giving energy back and getting rid of waste. So things like gas flares. So really, really good news around that one. And I think this is what it all hinges on. Yeah, brilliant. And just in case people don't think like 60% renewable, like benchmark that, well, no one, no other industry comes close. Mm-hmm. That's, and you list planes, trains, cars, healthcare, banking, construction, precious metals. Everything else uses way more natural kind of fossil fuels than Bitcoin does. Bitcoin is the cleanest energy used. It's- and I think the secondary point on that is... Bitcoin could scale to the whole world with the same energy consumption. It's just whether the mining gets more competitive, which would take more energy. Yeah, there's always that myth, isn't there, that every single transaction and every user means there's more energy. It's like, no, like the same amount of energy that secures a network now could process 1,000 times more transactions. The transactions don't cost money. It's processing the blocks that cost money. And those blocks are going to get filled every 10 minutes regardless. They can't get filled any faster. They have to wait. So the extra transactions will happen on Lightning, a layer above, and that is completely immune to Bitcoin mining. So it's, it's very unique in that aspect, really, the fact that you could actually have, this, let's say there's like 200 million people that use Bitcoin re- quite regularly today. That could scale to 8 billion, and the energy usage would stay ra- largely the same there's pretty much no other technology that would be the case for. It would normally scale in line with adoption, the energy usage. But Bitcoin is actually quite unique in the fact that it's almost topped out on energy usage now. Mm. It hasn't topped out on users. So basically what we're saying is we need to continue a fight against tumble dryers. (laughs) Yeah. I literally have mine on right now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at the point which... (laughs) Now, yeah, you get the small meter as you're talking, you're in. And then we've also got my favorite private yachts and planes. So, like I said, multiply it by many. And these elites are telling you you're using too much energy while they're flying around on the private jets four times a week on their own. So, what, like I said, if you're flying on a, on a plane, there's probably 100 to 200 people. If you take it as 200, they, they take me the equivalent of 200 flights in yours and they're doing it four times a week whereas you're doing it twice a year they're doing it what 200 times whereas you're doing it twice a times by 100 again so you're looking at ridiculous stats they're taking more flights within a year and using more energy within a year than you would in a lifetime plus probably you and your street and more yeah and we should also remember the fact that um the sha 256 a6 uh units that are used for bitcoin mining are becoming more and more efficient as well and so uh, as you mentioned mr rawlin the fact that we're already at the top of the energy consumption and the, and the utilization of it that is also really going to get better and better as the a6 that only have a single purpose for Bitcoin mining continue to get better and better as well. Because yeah. it's, it's the beautiful thing is the fact that it's always going to be like, it's just the, the market will always look for the cheapest energy. And the cheapest yeah. energy is energy that people don't want. So that waste energy, and like, we've just said this a million times, right? But normally 
if you're creating energy, you need to be near people because it's the people that need the thing. Whereas with Bitcoin, you can have your Bitcoin miner in the middle of fucking nowhere and it doesn't matter. You can mine your Bitcoin. So Bitcoin miners are always going to move to the place that no one wanted the energy. They're going to, they're going to hunt out because the, the market will drive the price of mining down and down and down and down as more and more miners find this cheap energy. So if you are trying to mine in a big city using fossil fuels, you'll be priced out of the market. Your okay. price per mine Bitcoin will be higher than the price that Bitcoin is. So you it mm. might not switch your miners off. It's costing you, say, $50,000 to mine a Bitcoin that's worth 20000 So you, you let you switch your miners off. You have to go off into the middle of nowhere and find energy that will get you for every $10,000, you can mine a Bitcoin for 20000 now suddenly you're back in business. So the market, even though like Bitcoiners don't really care about this bollocks, we all know it's kind of fun. The beautiful thing about Bitcoin is it will literally the energy no one wants is where Bitcoin miners will go. It's entertaining. I mean, if we compare it against the hoax, which is renewable energy for cars mm -hmm. built by fossil fuels, the batteries are built using lithium and cobalt, which are massive um, problems environmentally. And then they recharge using um, fossil fuels. And then I think they struggle to recycle them as well. Anyway, point three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard one. Uh, point three. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll read it verbatim because it's really small, but approximately four to five billion in billion dollars in electricity is used to power and secure a network that is worth 420 billion as of today and settles $12 billion per day, $4 trillion per year. The value of the output is 100 times the cost of the energy input. This makes Bitcoin far less energy intensive than Google, Netflix or Facebook and one to two orders of magnitude less energy intensive than traditional 20th century industries like airlines, logistics, retail, hospitality and agriculture. Yeah, always basically saying it's like energy in and like product out, like value out. Yeah, yeah. The, the amount of energy that Bitcoin uses, the value out of twelve billion per day, is a higher ratio than any other industry. Because because again, like even if all this energy that was used was hundred percent fossil fuels, it's still adding more value to the world than any other product. So mm. it, you could still justify. Bitcoin being a thing. It's not just burning energy for no reason. But yeah. but people say it's got no purpose, but you actually go, what are the purposes which work in the industry now? You've got remittance and you've got bank accounts for the unbankables, people who can't open a bank account. So those are two um key uses, which I don't think anyone can dispute. Yeah, and, and the numbers, like you could dispute the fact that oh those use cases are fine, but like it's a thousand dollars each, and then they could be dismissed. But it's not here. Yeah. It's 12, 12 billion a day and four billion a year, or four trillion a year. That is a yeah. huge amount of money that is being moved and swapped hands. It clearly shows a use case for Bitcoin. This um, this whole article really reminds me of episode fifty. Easy to remember, but it's where we actually unveiled the end of end of FUD link as well, where again we talk about all of the various different objectives that people have for bitcoin and how you can pick you literally you can put a finger in the air and 
point at one and uh, and we can defunct any of them as well. So I absolutely love that Michael Saylor is taking the time to write all of this out and, uh, and present it in this argument. Um, objective number four, Bitcoin versus other cryptos. We won't spend too much time on it, but ultimately it's the proof of work that is uh, the key one here. And obviously we, we know about the other um, cryptocurrency that's out there that's moving away or has moved now away from proof of work to, uh, to CBDC, CBDC coin. I think with this point, to it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good point, but I think people can dis still decide. Yeah. Um, still argue against this because it talks about we use proof of work which is a fair consensus based way of well controlling the network whereas proof of stake is not it's more centralized and i think people will dispute that but the fact is that they don't really understand money and you know this is what i probably say every week now is until people understand they're not going to get this point this is not a recording from Dr. Evil 10%. He said that live and we haven't just edited it in. And I say it to people's faces when they're being idiots. <laughs> copy, copy, yeah. face, copy, copy. <laughs> it's you're not ready. Yeah, you're not ready. You don't <laughs> money. But it's, it is also a fair point. I think we've already covered off the uh, the Bitcoin carbon emissions by the fact that Bitcoin will also be, um, you know, carbon neutral by the year 2024. But this is a new one for me in point number six, the environmental benefits. Um, Mr. Orlin, do you want to take that? Um, yeah, well, I, think, I think this, again, it just leads into the same thing, really, in the fact that environmental benefits is just the fact that it's, it's the whole combo, right? It's the whole, like, you, if you can rely on kind of the fossil fuels plus the green always in quotation like wind hydro and solar mm. the fact that also bitcoin uses the waste energy so it's just i think it's just i don't know i don't think all these points are as succinct as they could be because yeah i think you could slim it down one way. i think you could slim it down into a few bullet points and, but i think with this one like you said it pretty much is waste energy and but if you apply it to base well basic economics which is around scarce resources which people do argue that bitcoin shouldn't be using scarce resources such as energy but the fact is this is unused resource which is a byproduct and is still scarce but bitcoin is using is you know brilliant yeah and it just goes out to pollute the earth doesn't it like it's, you're doing one thing and you're polluting the earth out the back so if you could get that pollution and just harvest it and make something valuable, then you're that that's why the whole net negative thing came up last week. You know, not only can Bitcoin be like carbon neutral, it can go negative because there's it's literally probably going to be powered off in the end hundred percent waste energy. So this energy literally was not going to be used for anything. It was literally just <laughs> like exhaust fumes out the back of a car. And Correct. literally using that, like the whole energy was meant to just power the car to go forwards. And on, off the end of it, you've managed to somehow mine Bitcoin as well. That's essentially where Bitcoin miners are, are doing, but they're doing it on the side of power plants and gas plants and all that kind of stuff, which is literally it will probably be in the end, if you, do, if you do not have access to waste energy of a gas or oil plant, you won't be competitive in the Bitcoin mining world. 
which to a certain extent is actually a problem because it would centralize them around certain places. You almost want it to be more decentralized than that. But that is probably where we're going because, like I said, Bitcoin is going to find the cheapest energy possible and waste is the cheapest because it's free. So reading this, sailors still entertaining the plebs. Um, how long till he turns toxic and just writes... Um, Bitcoin mining environment, you don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like yeah, the 0.7 yeah. there, by the way. This 0.7 is good. Yeah. The global energy. Yeah. It, like, I think I probably already covered it, but basically, it just says, like, I was going to say, yeah. Like, Bitcoin is worth using energy for. <clears throat> Like literally, if it used like 10, 20% of all the globe's energy, it would still be worth it because it's going to give sound money to 8 billion people. And at the moment, that is the most damaging thing for people is the money and inflation and how governments are abusing it. If we can fix that, then it is worth a shit ton of energy to do so. So the fact that we actually think we're going to be carbon negative by 2024 is just like this is like it's almost too good to be true that you're going to essentially get Bitcoin for free for the world energy wise it's kind of nuts yeah it's an interesting way of looking at it because the energy is the first thing that the mainline media falls back on when it's trying to flood bitcoin and i feel like it's just like this article is a once and for it's been done to death but it's like it's a once and for all can we just stop fucking talking about this now you know like seriously there's seven points here which are all fairly clear and <clears throat> You know, it's just, it's the easiest flood to fall back on, but it's also the easiest to dismantle and disprove. And I think that's what this does. There you have it, Michael Saylor. And uh, um, we'll stick with Saylor because the Bitcoin bull himself has only gone and done it. Giga Chad has bought some more Bitcoin. Only six million this time, though. Yeah, to the tune of six million, but yet it's got him 301 Bitcoin. Um, just understanding this is on the uh, yeah, this is on the micro strategy, um, strategy of buying more Bitcoin for the company and not personally for him. Yeah, I think he um, ever announces the micro strategy ones, yeah. yeah. It all comes out for that, but yeah, it's it's a nice, it's a nice decent DCA, isn't it? Another six million. Although it is yeah. funny, like every time he announces these things, the price of Bitcoin dumps. Yeah. So he yeah. announced this, and the price of Bitcoin dumped by a thousand dollars. It literally happened again. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's almost like someone hates Sailor and has a lot of Bitcoin, and every time he buys, he's like, "I'm just going <laughs> <laughs> to." Gray hair. Because it's literally, if I was a trader, if I saw, I would have an alert set up that if MicroStrategy do a, do an announcement that says Bitcoin in it, I would short Bitcoin because it just happens. It, it rebounds quite quickly afterwards, but it, the 24 hours after announcement, it nearly always goes down 10%. And it did it again. <laughs> Maybe they've cottoned on to it and they haven't and they're double bluffing. What do you mean? What, they, they actually so, have so maybe they plan to buy X amount, but they haven't. And then they go in knowing that it'll, it'll dump and then they buy some more. 
Yeah, well, they need to do an announcement that said they were about to. Unfortunately, they're, they're a PLC company, so they, they can't. They are. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> they can't pretend that they bought it. <laughs> no. Correct you, buying it next week. <laughs> That's yeah, it. We've got, like, playing we've got the mask behind the average buy price that they announced as well. Yeah. Because they're like, we now own this many Bitcoin at an average buy of this. So. Yeah. And, and their average buy price is at 30,000 still. No. Ouchie. So they're, um, what's that? Yeah, 33% down. They must be surely the uh, the largest company holding Bitcoin, right? I think um, like, as a company that is supposedly non-Bitcoin, yeah. I think, don't, don't Tesla still own Bitcoin, but just not as much? They do, they yeah. Own hardly any now. They, they bought a billion, it went up to one and a half billion. And they sold their billion, so now they, they own a couple of hundred million. That's it. Mm. Like they like you know, MicroStrategy owned four billion here. That that's a chunk of change. That mm. um, you may have, uh, well, you've got the likes of the Winklevoss twins, but I think that's personally not necessarily in the company itself. Yeah, I think MicroStrategy are the largest holders. As a company that actually, yeah, because like the exchanges own more, but it's not there, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coinbase. Oh. I thought Coinbase do own Bitcoin, it says they probably do, but I don't think they own four billion. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's not my yeah, in, ter- in terms of reserves, it's the highest, but it's just you know, high profile companies, and Tesla is very high profile and it still owns you know, hundreds of millions of Bitcoin. Mm. I think Square and Twitter own quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Square. Gold chat. And no doubt Stripe as well. Yeah. yeah. Ross, you're being attacked by a vicious animal. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the pods listeners. <laughs> Weekly. Okay. Uh, so the next story that we've got is... Would you reset Bitcoin for a fairer distribution? Interesting question. Do you know what's really funny? I did a little bit of research before I joined the call because you guys are really professional now and you actually talk about stuff in a structure. Um, <laughs> and the first reply to that tweet I saw was Gaz's. <laughs> <laughs> I literally clicked the link. I saw Gaz at the top. I was like, copy, paste. I'll say what he said. <laughs> I'll let you take it. The answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I looked at answering this and I thought it doesn't really need answering. I think everyone said it. But I mean, the guy that's that's posted it was looking to try and trip people up and be like, look at you not adhering to your values. But he's literally totally missed the point of what Bitcoin is. And as somebody just looking that hasn't been on here for ages, and I saw that and I was like, this is literally clickbait. Is this even a serious question? You know, uh, yeah, it's not like, really, is it? <laughs> you know, you, you give the opportunity to reset it. Who do you think is going to buy it first at the quickest possible rate? You know, not it, the people that's supposed to be making the system fairer for. It's so literally, it's literally implementing a socialist system, and it's what always happens with a socialist system: most powerful and richest people win, and corrupt the system from what's meant to be fair. So I get his point of what he was trying to say is should we, you know, shouldn't it be reset so everyone gets a go? But the fact is that the billionaires and the powerful will snap it all up 
declare it a world currency and therefore no one else has got any Bitcoin apart from them. Well, but yeah, exactly. And then what's to stop them doing the exact same thing again in 10 years' time? They're like, oh, we don't like what the price is. Can we just start again again? You know? Oh, yeah, you've got it. You, you it, it, isn't, it isn't socialist though is it it's like the opposite of what socialist is no, actually it, supposed to be it, you could argue bitcoin is socialist right now but not no, socialism it, no it's literally socialism. It, i suppose it's you got socialism idealism and socialism what happens and yeah. i'm talking about what happens yeah. it happens every time <laughs> um, it was fair isn't it? Yeah, you've got you know, to... ultimately it was fair when in 2008 exactly. the Bitcoin white paper yeah. came out and you could have had the opportunity back then. You know, I heard about Bitcoin with Mount Gox would have been like 2012 or so. I could have read up on it. I didn't. I wasn't ready. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. People aren't ready. But I must admit, I like this guy's question because I read it out to a few people just to see what they said because it's I think it, even when I read it the first time, I went, oh. But I, yeah. I, I just read it. Just, I only read it for a little bit, and I went, no, 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 you fucking, I, I see what you're doing. But he just went, imagine the G20 would agree on having Bitcoin as their new gold standard with the condition to keep the algorithm the same, but start mining from block one again to give everyone the same base. Should be 100% in everyone's interests that wants fair money. Would Bitcoiners agree? It's very, very clever because he basically just goes yeah. like that Bitcoin's a perfect system, right? But at the moment, he thinks oh, the wrong people have brought too much Bitcoin because not everyone knew about it. So how about we just reset fair money today and just start it off again? But that, yeah. that does mean that your balances are also reset to zero and everyone gets a fair go at getting the Bitcoin. Yeah. But you just go, once you start thinking through it, not only would obviously the Bitcoin um, or the billionaires buy it and all the elite buy it, governments would buy it, all that stuff. But you just go, like, who's resetting this? Yeah. It, it, I saw one reply that said that's not a reset, it's a hard fork. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm. well, it's like, whoever's pressing the reset button that goes, okay, this is the new fork of Bitcoin that is now the one we're using. Who's that guy? Yeah. That fucker. And it's... Because that's also change something, or we could change something in the future. Like, all the miners are mining this fork of Bitcoin. They're not mining that fork. You have no cent you have need no decentralization. It's like with a fundamental misunderstanding of Bitcoin is comes from this that you can't just reset it. They've tried yeah. to numerous times. That's where all these shit coins have come from. And you can have all the like a lot of the shit coins have said, Oh, this is Bitcoin, but this time you're in at ground zero. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. It's, it's just Bitcoin. It's it's one guy that owns all the coins and can just post knock the price yeah. away. Pre, pre mine standard shit coin. What you said as well, though, and uh, all the people that are bad mouthing Bitcoin would be the same people that would rush out and buy it and take it. So the governments, the elites, the billionaires, you know, the I'm sure the Warren Buffetts or the the Bill Gates of these of this world. But when it's reset, out, but when it's reset, it's just not the same. It's useless. Yeah. It's the immaculate yeah. conception, and I think. One of the things in its benefit is talking about the gold standard, like Bitcoin being the gold standard. I love the gold standard because it sets a standard for money. But if you set it as a gold standard, so it's a Bitcoin standard, it infers that you've still got fiat hinged off it. So it goes, you know, one Bitcoin equals, what, 20 grand or whatever it is at the moment. Mm. So it's like that kind of string. UK government goes, we're out of money. 
we're going to make it 30,000 um, sterling to a Bitcoin. So in a Bitcoin standard in that way, you're still losing. The government has still got too much control to manipulate and be corrupt with that money. So it's basically yeah. flawed again because we don't want to be in anything where there is any fear. It has to be a Bitcoin standard with sats and it has to be via the like network. Otherwise, you're giving control to the nation states to continue with a manipulation and corruption of money. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. If you read the replies from him to people replying to the tweet, it's so clearly vague. You know, like he, there is zero integrity in him asking that question. Like, you know, like Mr. Wallen said, he literally worded it in a way to put you in a position where you're like, do I stand by my value or do I just want number go up? And it's like, actually, it's neither of those two things. It's not either of those two things, you little shit. You know, yeah. like, but you worded it in a way where I can only answer it that way. So yeah, I'll pick number go up. Thank you very much. <laughs> also, it's if we were to reset it would mean that all of the technology should reset as well because we come on here and a lot of the time we don't really talk about price. We talk about all of the things around Bitcoin that are going on. So therefore, you know, the fact that we now have cold storage wallets, that wasn't available or yeah. made from the inception. Uh, the exchanges certainly weren't there. You know, you could mine on your laptop, for example. So all of these things are, have now become building blocks to make Bitcoin even better and stronger. And yeah, right now the price is down, but the network is getting stronger. There's more adoption uh, than ever. And, uh, and, and more and more people and, and the technology is getting greater. That's the other thing that a reset does, though, and that's a very good point. But what a reset does is that makes it all obsolete because they'll just be like, oh, by the way, when we reset this, just use your bank account. You don't need a cold storage yeah. wallet anymore. You know, yeah. oh, and we'll, we'll, we'll manage the buying and the selling of it. So we don't need the exchanges. You can do that through, through our platform. So it, it literally doesn't work and it undermines. Well, you wouldn't hold Bitcoin. Bitcoin no. would be held by the banks and the governments yeah. and you'd be still trending in fiat exactly. dollars. Um, where they would be, mm, we've inflated the supply again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you don't, you don't, we're not even going to pin it to Bitcoin and miss the issues. <laughs> they will inflate it and then they'll unpin it. And therefore, you're back to pure fiat money again within 50 years. Yeah. I, I must admit, I just, I just thought it was quite, I, when I first saw it, I recognized the guy as a fodder of Bitcoin. And I actually <laughs> thought, it might be him kind of almost coming round to go in, okay, I think I've missed the boat and I'm almost going to try and push for a reset because I actually do believe in Bitcoin now, but I'd much rather buy it at one penny than at $20,000. But yeah, like, like you just said, like in the replies, it's very clear. It, it is bait. He's, he's just trying to get us to go, you just care about gains. You don't care about sound money. And you go, unfortunately, we do care about gains. Of course we do. But we also care about genuine sound money and this is the only way to create it and if you reset it like who's the guy that's resetting it suddenly you mm. can't be it again you've mm. got one guy called vitalik or something and he presses the reset <laughs> he's like don't worry it's all fine and you've got to just trust this guy he's not going to print an extra million bitcoin for himself like, who knows if he does who knows and, then, we, and, and, and then you find out there's JPEG, jpegs on the blockchain you're like motherfucker <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Um, are you able to uh, play the next clip, Mr. Orlin? Uh, yeah. It's only 40 seconds or so, isn't it? So it'll lead us in quite nicely as we're talking about inflating to move on to Inflation Weekly. Yeah, let, let's listen to 47 seconds of Joe Biden. Be a kind. There we go. Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month is just up, 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 just an inch. Hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it's good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not, you may actually make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2%. It's, it's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that. But guess what we are? We're in a position where for the last several months, it hasn't spiked. It has just barely, it's been basically even. Mr. President, as you... There we have it. President of the United States. He doesn't understand basic maths or inflation. You know, like this is... I can't work out whether he's trying to manipulate or he's just that gone. I think it's, I, I, it's manipulation. Do you know what he should have said? It isn't us. It was a fucking inflation dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Came down, fucked shit up, went off and we're trying to sort it out now. Is the inflation dragon the name you give to your penis, Biden? <laughs> <laughs> Just hold on. Hold on, I'll say. definitely doesn't go up a percent every month. Uh, it, was it? <laughs> it wasn't, but it is now. That's yeah. what it's going to be called. Yeah, when, he, when he's at the funeral of a dead grandma and he sees a five-year-old kid in front of him, inflation <laughs> drag can go up. <laughs> As he's giving her a good sniff. Oh, gosh, yeah. We've got Mrs. No Show back and we get cancelled the day she comes back. <laughs> I know, I know, you've said nothing. Um, I mean, it's, what is he saying? It's hovering around 8%, so it's not really inflation is his excuse. I've, I, I'm not too I'm sure, but he really knows it. what he's talking about. It, we're just lying with data, isn't he? Because what he's saying... Yeah, like, yeah but is he capable of doing it? Inflation is created like, the highest of 40 years. He's like, well, month on month, it's only gone up a little bit, like from 8.2 to 8.3 to 8.4. <laughs> It's like, dude, like inflation is meant to be 2%, not 8 Yeah, because if you think about it, over a 12-month, which is what the average, it's 8%. And so it's moved along three blocks, as in three months, and it's saying, well, actually, these th three months here are also averaging 8%, so you're now getting a, a longer period of further inflation, so the prices aren't just staying there. They're going up and up and up with those further blocks. When and that's what he's trying to the highest. Yeah, and that's what so it was say a pound and it's added on three months at eight percent inflation on top. So you've ended up with two two percent on top just through those three months. So now it's a pound and two pence. But like every week we have this on here, right? Like last week he was trying to claim that the the fact that the price has gone up by three hundred percent because it had come come back down by thirty percent, he was claiming that as a victory. Well, you know, it's still up two hundred percent, dickhead. Him yeah. and the Democrats were trying to say, but they couldn't control gas first. 
and it wasn't his fault it was going up and that but then claimed victory when it went back down yeah well that is the bonus item isn't it ultimately the fact that wholesale gas has gone up by 30 percent but to us the average consumer and uh, shout out to the everyday man weekly listener it's still up 170 percent so uh, you know we are royally see what i did there getting screwed <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it, it's actually worse than what you just said the gas price is 30 percent cheaper Sorry, yeah, sorry, 30% cheaper for wholesale. Yeah, so it's gone down 30%. We're paying 170% more. You, you said yeah. it had gone up 30 the last six, we paid Oh, sorry. Yeah. Our energy bills should be less than they yeah. were six months ago, not 170% more. It, because it's it kind of insane. It, ha- it had boomed between November and March, hadn't it? So that's when it first went up was November because they predicted four months ahead of time that the... Um, invasion of ukraine was going to happen so they had to hike up their um, gas prices four months early because the invasion was coming ukraine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can change that change our backgrounds to yellow and blue oh fucking hell is that still a thing it better be now that I the mean, queen's died we've got to go back or... to ukraine right no yeah. there's got to be there's got to be something new no, they, no, they, they, they were from McDonald's in Kiev. Everything's sorted. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Eight hour queues to get a cheeseburger because the, the McDonald's is back open. Yeah. So, uh, there it is, is an interesting shit. thing about. Yeah. Yeah. Are they serving McDonald's again? The rest yeah, 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 yeah. McDonald's is back. I'm not sure yeah. when Starbucks reopens, but that's the big one, isn't it? You know? That's the big one. It's an interesting thing with the energy, it, it exposes the problem with the whole way the market works because. The price that we're paying now isn't based on the price that energy is today. Like it's, it's all based on us. The, yeah, what we bought it at like six odd months ago. And I feel but, like what will be interesting is six months fast forward from now, are we going to benefit from the cheaper prices that we're paying today? And the answer well, is we know we're not. You know, so. it, it's also they stack the energy price. So um it's a type of energy which you purchase as well. Yeah. So it's something like it's the most expensive one of those energy purchases the is put as um, the purchase price. So that's what they can base their prices off. So it's really bent. Yeah. So when you hear lot. so when you hear that energy firms are charging, say, I don't know, a tenner, but in fact their average is more like six pounds, and they're like, Oh yeah, it costs us a tenner because that's what the regulate how the regulations are written rather than as an average. I don't know what it's like for the actual gas units, because like you said, it's bought over so many months. And it's just kind of like staggered up. Um, yeah. So I don't know if it's the most expensive they can put through, but I can tell you that the type of energy. So they have wind power and things like that. Offshore wind power is very expensive to add in. Yeah. Mm. It's also shit and doesn't work because when it's not windy, it's not doing anything. So. Sounds like you're a bigot. <laughs> oh, <I'm> <laughs> I, I, I will say the whole thing is just absolutely backwards. And you know, <laughs> I think a lot of people will have looked into this with everything that's going on. And we had like an opportunity, I think it was like 97, 98, 99, to, to build a fuckload of nuclear power plants. And all the people that now want us using wind and water and all that really happy hippie stuff had a fucking hissy fit because they thought it was dangerous. And now look at us like fucking 15, 18 years later, 
we're sitting there and we don't have anything to fall back on when it's not windy and there's no water flowing. So it's just the whole thing is the most backwards thing in the world. And and then people will say, well, like the cost of electricity should come down, but don't realize that electricity is generated by gas in a lot of instances. So actually the electricity price and the gas price are actually intrinsically linked as well. So you're sitting there going, why is my electricity going up? I want electricity, not gas. Well, actually we're having to use gas to make your electricity. It's just so frigging bad. Well, in um, mm. the green Germany, um, because they were, what was it, 70% supplied by um, Russia for gas, and they cut it off because they were pissing Russia off so much. So um, because they're so green, they went back to coal. Yeah, oh, I mean, and that's the <laughs> hilarious thing as well, right? Because we could do that, and coal is cheaper than gas right now. Um, but we blew up all our coal power plants when we decided not to build the nuclear ones to build this big stand about look at us going green. And now there's no green energy anyway. So we can't even fall back on coal because we literally blew the plants up. You know, talk about shooting yourself in the knob. <laughs> and I must admit, though, just to put my two pence in there, it's it's whether this is incompetence or it is all part of the conspiracy, which is the control. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, well, here's it's a question it. about it. So Mrs. Nosher obviously hasn't been on the show of us for, what is it, 65 episodes but if it didn't exist and we're talking about the circumstance that someone like the WEF wanted to do a great reset, what would they do differently? Mm. That is what gets me. Like, I don't want to believe it, but what would they do differently? Food mm. shortages, energy shortages, various wars. Um, what else? We had vaccines, vaccine passports, lockdowns. It's just, yeah, what would they do differently? You're right. Let's, uh, let's go on to the next one. Sorry, computer's frozen. It's, um, this so this is... People breaking into their bank accounts. Yeah. yeah so the this, is, this is what I'm on for. <laughs> yeah, oh, this was an amazing it, clip, this one. Oh, is there is a clip? Oh, I've seen a few clips like this. They've been circulated. Oh, this is another one. Brilliant. So, <laughs> as we know, um, Lebanon has suffered hyperinflation and to stop a bank run happening, they've stopped their customers withdrawing their money. And so it's been, I think, I've seen three or four different videos now where there's been people um, holding hostages in the bank to withdraw their money. One, which is around getting the money out so they could get an operation for their dad who had something, well, some kind of like life-saving operation. One, where a woman was on top of a ta table, I think, with an AK-47. And oh there's this gosh. one. I swear there's another one with this one. And so it's been... It's happening more and more, which is really interesting because Lebanon, Middle East, you think people are thinking, let's pull in the army. And they go, oh, shit, I'm not dealing with this. But they're doing it more and more. This is becoming more frequent, these kind of clips. And these are the ones which we're seeing, which people are filming. So what about the ones which we're not seeing and involve, which could involve, say, crowds or different circumstances? How often mm. is it actually happening? I'm just always skeptical when a tweet like that is put out and they disable replies. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, like what, like what, why are you doing that? Like, why are you sending off replies? You know, I, I don't know. Like reading the crow tweets is really interesting. Like really, really interesting. I flipped through it before, and like, it's absolutely crazy. But I just don't believe any videos I ever see on Twitter anymore. <laughs> uh, well, there's been a few of it on there. Is the fact that this is clearly people smashing banks up to pieces. Yeah, people well, it's people smashing a window in what could be a shopping center. Yeah, I suppose it could be. Yeah. No, like I, I yeah, I, I totally get it. And 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 you can see it happening. And I saw there was this one woman did actually reply back to the tweet and she was saying, you know, you think this is bad, but then when we do get our money out, or even if we can get our money out, this is what it's worth now. So mm. you know, it's worth a fraction of what it was before. Still it's all super scary, isn't it? You almost Well this is um Saifedean is Lebanese. Mm. So I wanna say some pleb was saying what actual use has Bitcoin ever had to you? And he said, it saved my family from poverty. Yeah. I'm from Lebanon. It went into hyperinflation. And it was actually end thread. No reply, no nothing, because the person who was bothering him had no comeback. But I think what this is really interesting for is around ownership. So with yeah. fiat, we've always assumed it's our money. But this is a prime example of it is not your money. It is a it is a country, and we're trying to stop you running away from our currency to stop further hyperinflation. And we've seen it in Argentina and Cyprus where we've taken haircuts. So it's not your money. We just lent it to you, and we're going to take 20% because we need it. We've seen it in the UK where they stop people withdrawing from BlackRock to stop a bank run, which could you know cause some kind of inflation. We've seen Canada where they stop people withdrawing who are on a naughty list because they're in the truckers' protest. You know, whether you agree or disagree with their protest, which was for va vaccine passports for a cab, which they shared with no one else traveling in isolation, it, you know, I think everyone's got a, a right to protest. And the candidate said, it's not your money, it's ours, and we're suspending your privileges, which is, you know, two years ago, I would have said, that only happens in China. Yeah. And the irony is Canada is supposed to be one of the what, the wokest, leftist, happiest countries. Well, it's funny how the wokest, leftist um, countries always end up as dictatorships. Because yeah. it's fake. This, yeah, it's how come does... The wokeism is not real. The wokeism comes like, to literally divide and conquer. And uh, How come far-left countries, which want to follow socialist... Um, approaches always end up in dictatorships. So mm -hmm. this is the point which I said earlier, socialism it's got some great ideals but it's always utilised by those type of leaders like Trudeau. The, the crazy thing is, right, like you sent in the video this week, I, I've sent the same video in about three times into the same chat, I don't think any of you have actually watched the video until like because you clearly didn't because otherwise you wouldn't have sent it in again, but literally says it's got Klaus Schwab there bragging that he has a load of influential um, people that have been WEF trained, World Economic Forum trained politicians. And not only do they ha does he have people like Merkel and um, whoever the French guy is, forgotten what his name Macron. is. Macron. Macron. He's like, they're, they're like more the, the older generation, but he's really proud of the newer generation, like Trudeau and Ardennes of New Zealand. And he, he literally advertises and says the fact that they are World Economic Forum 
trained politicians. They have infiltrated government. And not only do we have the leaders, we have over 50% of their cabinet as well. They were all supporting us. And even if you don't believe the conspiracy that the Great Reset is bad and all that, you've still got to ask the question, why the hell does Klaus Schwab of the, the World Economic Forum have that level of control over governments? He is an unelected bureaucrat who just sits mm. in the middle. Who the fuck but, is but funnily, But funnily seems to be descended from Nazis. <laughs> but, but that's been whitewashed off the internet, so apparently not. And, and in reality, obviously, you know my view on all that. I don't care about that bit. I don't care. All I care about is what gave him the right yeah. to be choosing politicians that lead countries. And no one seems to be asking that question. Like, And, and he's yeah. proudly bragging about the fact that he's getting more and more and more. He's getting the leaders and 50% of their cabinet WEF. And it's like, what does this mean? What does being a WEF politician mean? And and I think one of his right-hand men called most of the population of the world useless mouth breathers. <laughs> useless mouths. They're, they're, it's insane. Like, I think there's just too much. Like, you know, you know my opinions from the early days of the pods, but it's just, what else would they do? I can't get past that question. Yeah. And I know that Mrs. No... When I was talking like this, you'd be putting on your little fucking tinfoil hat. And you haven't <laughs> tinfoil hat for six months. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, it's real now. Yeah, Mrs. No Show hasn't been involved because we have talked about the subject quite a lot. And I think it is, you know, it's it's reared its head again because obviously there's a bit of a different opinion, which is always interesting. So I'd, I'd love to be disproved on this one now. But I think the fact is we spend so much time looking at different topics and it comes up so many times with all these quotes and you're kind of going, something really isn't right here. Really yeah. not right. Okay. Well, my, my whole point really is, 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 it, is this a controlled demolition of the world economy? They're destroying the food supplies, the energy supplies, the whole lot. Or is this genuine competence? And I, Is it allowed to be a mixture of both, though? It can be. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's ever going to be a sole single yeah. reason because it's happening in, because the woman with the AK-47 was in Beirut. The clip that we were playing was in Lebanon. Uh, so, you know, these things are happening in different places. I was just also trying to research uh, why... I was going to say, is what is, Beirut is Lebanon, isn't it? Mm, I thought it was more Middle East. I don't know. Lebanon is. Uh, you might be right. <laughs> World geography is not the pod strong yeah. suit. Well, it, it, I don't, don't want is... to kill you here, but Beirut is the capital of Lebanon. There yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not on FIFA, so we're all fucked. The point I would just slightly because I do believe it could be a mixture of both. I do agree. However, because yeah. they, they they put clowns in big government positions, which then means they, they make silly. So I would straight away then go, okay, what percent mm. corruption yeah. and incompetence is it? Because in my mind, it's like 10% incompetence and 90% controlled demolition. Wherever think, there's money, there's corruption. No, I also that's think that's been the beginning of time. It's always going to be some form of corruption. And 
you know, it only needs to be a chink of armor. I mean, the people will still be studying the white paper for Bitcoin to still try and find where's the where's the in route. And obviously it mm. hasn't been found. But that's unfortunately how humans are wired. There's not a sport that's out there that nobody has ever tried to cheat. Every last thing has been corrupted. Mm. But it's also fiat encouraged um, waste. You know, the system, it's unlimited money. More of it can be printed. We've got massive taxes. So public services can fail at various projects, which we've seen over years, track and trace, NHS, schools, whatever. There's more than enough money cycling around through exorbitant taxes, through the inflation every year. But it's wasted. Um, they waste it. They make mistakes. They aren't punished because there's shitloads more money cycling back through for them to make the next mistake. So there is a high degree of incompetency. I definitely agree on that one. Yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, I think I, I think Gaz's point is probably the fairest because you look at it, it's like, are they doing it in a way that's so clever where you're like, if I put this fucktard in charge, it can actually genuinely go down as the fact that they are a fucktard and it doesn't do you, lock contrive. But do you know whole... how Sri Lanka had its riots? So Sri Lanka. Um, followed a green initiative pushed by the WEF. So it's a WEF's idea. They pushed it onto the government. And so they took away all the fertilizers. All their crops <laughs> died. They're having to import everything. So they got no resources and they're fucked. So mm. they have no money. They're in massive debt. They're having to borrow more in order to bring more money in. So the government's absolutely broke. They can't afford oil. They can't afford energy. And basically, they bankrupted a country because they followed the WEF. And it's actually following yeah. the green agenda in order to say no nitrogen, less carbon, less emissions. And it's been whitewashed off the WEF website, even though everyone's got all the screen grabs. So, of course, what they were saying was never, ever going to work to a sane and logical person. Yeah, and I've also read the story from start to finish through The Economist. So I followed the story when it's first getting into trouble and it's saying, oh, the green initiatives aren't paying off, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And it's gone to full-on protests, riots, martial law and it's just absolutely insane you kind of think why would you take on a system which has never been proven or what yeah. was only ever proven mm. back in medieval times before fertilizers were introduced well it, again it goes back to the point of it's probably a combination of both yes um hydropower is good solar power is good but you probably need a little bit of nuclear in there you need a bit of coal the, need, the thing is nuclear is clean energy yeah that, that, like that, that, that's the thing that, like, there is a, I mean, you can think what you think or whatever you want of Tony Blair, that's fine. But there is a brilliant clip of him arguing with David Cameron when they were both a bit younger and in Parliament during question time. And Tony Blair was trying to hang Cameron on what his policy would be, this was before he was elected, if he was leader of the Conservatives regards energy and regards nuclear. Because Tony Blair wanted to go and push the country down the route that France went down and a number of other countries are building, I think he had like 12, maybe more, power, uh, nuclear power stations. And it was so heavily opposed. And the Conservatives were making out like it was a green agenda that was pushing the opposition to it. But it is clean, nuclear energy is clean energy. The challenge mm -hmm. with nuclear is if it goes sets up like Chernobyl. But well, everyone's got advanced so far right now that Chernobyl is, is is an anomaly in you know 
in what really could have been the solution to our problem right now. But if we go nuclear, then we're not dependent on gas. We're not dependent on, on oil. We're not dependent on coal. And that removed a lot of the people that the Conservatives are linked with. And it's, you just follow the money, don't you? you know, this is basically before, before Blair got corrupted. I, it was it was it ninety seven or ninety eight, so it was probably just as he got elected, wasn't it? Um, just look at him; he looks like he's been living in a cave, Gollum. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, he, he was with Trudeau when Trudeau was first coming through. He talked a lot of sense. Blair did, and then they get corrupted by the West. I, yeah. I doubt Trudeau ever did. I think he was always gone. Like he's from a, a corrupt line. Yeah, well, I heard an interesting thing today, actually, is uh, the last day of office, um, Bill Clinton pardoned 300 people. But to get pardoned, you uh, you, pay, you pay a little bit of money, don't you? Is so, uh, yeah. I didn't 50, know that one. 50,000, apparently. Uh, what, what to the person that pardoned you? To someone. <laughs> to an arbitrary pardoning the fucking whole prison yeah, I was going to say Trump, yeah, Trump pardoned a, Trump did pardon a lot of people as well on his and last day yeah, yeah some really dodgy people and dodgy he cases didn't do well. thing, though, so no, no he didn't but on that last day you know that if he's pardoning certain people there's going to be some rewards mm. on the back end of it and those rewards can come the next day and the day after because guess what i'm no longer in power and so the the yeah. things that may have been holding me back i can now take and i mean how is that even a thing by the way like a demo democratically elected leader just on the last day without any input from the people that elected him just gets to choose some people that are in prison and he goes oh, i'll let you out how is yeah. that actually a thing like Oh, you raped the three-year-old, but don't worry about it. You, you sound, you paid the 300 quid. Yeah. <laughs> this is, we live in the age of cronyism, not democracy. Yeah. It's just ridiculous that it's even a thing. Like, how so is it? Do, we've kind of taken a massive, massive tangent from Lebanon. So I suppose the final bit which I'd say about this is it kind of, which I got hung up on was ownership, ownership of fear. So like your services generate revenue your goods generate revenue. And whether that exchange is fiat, gold, Bitcoin, it is yours. And that's why look at the fiat system now. You know, you've got, um, what is it? USA defaulted on their, um, default on Russia taking their money, which is Russia's money. So that's another example. Um, so held some of their money abroad. And then we got Argentina, Lebanon, UK, Cyprus, Canada, you got all these examples. It's just, it's not your money. And this, you know, we talk about how complicated self-custody is in Bitcoin and how confusing it is, but it's making a massive case for it. All these different situations and they're happening again and again at the moment. And this isn't going to be the last. Exactly. So anyone who mm. thinks that Lebanon, you know, Saifedean is the guy that, oh yeah, he saved 99.7% of his wealth because he converted to Bitcoin not leaving it in Lebanese dollars or whatever they had. The last line of that article is, it's coming to Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So don't miss that little bit. Don't just think this is, oh, it happens over there. Like It's coming to the UK. So if you have 100K or something, 10K, whatever you've got, 
savings or pension in a UK bank account or retirement fund or whatever, what would you do if that eroded by 99.7%? If that would mm-hmm. hurt you, then probably convert it to Bitcoin now because if you don't, you're going to be one of those guys smashing through the glass of your bank trying to get your money out because they're not going uh, to give it to you. At least have some of your wealth in Bitcoin Just, as a hedge against fear. Yeah. If, if, even if you don't believe in it, do 10%. <laughs> Just do 10%. <laughs> and then even if we're wrong, then you lose 10%. Who gives a fuck? You've still got your 90% so to ride it off. So European situation, you've got Germany, who look like they're going to be frozen to death this winter. The UK's, what's our rate of inflation? Is it nine point something, officially? That article's not just about the inflation, though. It's about the physical access to your money. Yeah, Yeah, but how does that happen? No, but you're saying that's coming to Europe. It already has to a degree, because if you go to buy something that your bank doesn't want you to buy, they will pause that transaction. Correct. So it does still happen right now. Like, I mean, it there happens, are certain yeah. banks that won't let you buy Bitcoin, that won't let you move your money from your bank, which is your money that you have earned, into an exchange. So you have to then send it to another bank that does let you buy Bitcoin. Yeah. And so then try and get any more... coming to Europe. It's already here. You're already yeah. told what you can and can't use your money for. Yeah. Yeah. It'll only get worse as CBDCs. The inflation is the, the cherry on the top, which says, oh, buy the fuck where you can't use your money, and now it's worth fuck all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, but I you mean, have got all these situations is. happening. You've got Italy as well. So with the government debts so the bonds, people started selling them. And the rumor is who started buying them? Mm. It was the, um, what's the name of the European bank? Is it um, ECB? ECB started buying the bonds. So so we saw like this spike of selling them and then boom, they all got bought up magically. Yeah. Um, to your point, um, this is no showing the fact that you can only take out a certain amount from an ATM machine per day. You can only so, move a certain amount a Yeah, day. you can only go to a bank. If all of us here have bought a house. If you try to move that money just as a bank transfer, you can't do it. Yeah, you can't do it. You can't just say, Oh, I'm buying this house, I'm just going to move my deposit, which might be 10, 20, 30,000 pounds. They're like, No, 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 you can't have your money. You have to wait three days or four days or five days for a standing order to clear or whatever it is. Uh, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, you have, it, to, it, you have it, to go in and fill some forms in, don't you? Yeah, if you're lucky. They ask you a load of questions about who you are, what you do, da, da, da. where did this money come from. They don't like it coming from OnlyFans. Yeah. I just go, look, my dick is worth dollar. And they go, okay, we know this. <laughs> you want to see it? <laughs> Mr. All In, yeah. put your pants back on. We give you three months, 50% discount. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's elements of what they're talking about and elements of what's happening in that video, so much less extreme. It's, it's already here. We're already told what we can and can't do, what we can't buy, yeah. what we can't buy. Like, cars, houses, anything of any material value, by the way. Like, if you want to buy stocks and shares, that's not actually approved, like, straight away. Like, you have to go through a process where they approve you and say, okay, now you can buy stocks and shares, Mr. Robert. Yeah. Like, it it is already here to a degree. The inflation is the the next bit, you know, scary. 
and the, the amount of people that just aren't awake to it or we, don't notice it or don't ask well, a question. The next step is the CBDCs when they can print whatever they fucking want and you're so locked in that you can't do anything. Well, well I'm, you, I can see you're it. absolutely right, because what you're saying in terms of they're not aware of it, they're not aware of it because they always think it can't happen to me or mm. this isn't part of my life. Like, yeah, fair enough, I can wait five days or yeah, I can do this, but they're not in any danger or duress to actually need yeah. the money. So really, it's like, yeah, I can, I, I can wait. But uh, when, when shit's going down, you can't wait. The, the thing is, you say that, but the first time I bought a house, green behind the ears and maybe younger than a lot of other people who might have bought a house. I have no idea about this. No one sits down in school and tells you, oh, by the way, when you buy a house, you can only move like 5,000 pounds before you have to go and like do a little dance in front of the solicitor before they'll actually give you the money. So the day that I was due to exchange, or um, sorry, pay the deposit and, and start the process of exchanging, I went to transfer the money and my bank was like, no. So I had to then send it into like three different bank accounts to then send it to the solicitor in chunks. And it's like, yeah, so frigging pointless because I'm going to find a way to do it anyway. You know, but what? But you'll do it the way we want you to do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what is the point in that? No one sits there and goes, why? Like, why can't I do this? Why can't I just send, if I want to give Gaz £100,000, why can't I just do it? You know? Yeah. And that, that, that's when you really realise is your money free or not? Because in Bitcoin, sure. I could send you a billion pounds worth of Bitcoin. Right now. Be with me in what five No one ask any questions. There's just nothing. I could send you a billion. Starbucks would ask questions. Mrs. No Show, do you well, really want 1,000 pumpkin lattes? I'm <laughs> 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 well let me know if you do because i'll put some money into starbucks and watch their share price rise that is the thing though isn't it like that is, that brings you back to bitcoin and like it's so like the, the reason that i was skeptical of the video is because almost every response is bitcoin fi fixes this and you start to think but then, but it does though like even if it's not real even if that's just some nonsense bollocks it still does fix that scenario where if i want to buy something from guys and we have agreed a price and we are two grown-ass adults and that's what i'm buying that for I just send him the money. Mm. You know, and there is no verification. There is no stall. There is no, oh, guys, I have to wait five days. Has anyone bought a car? Like, yeah. you can't just walk into a garage and buy a car. Yeah. Like, I, I bought a car for £1,500 about six months ago. You can't walk in, buy a car, and drive that car away the same day. You can't yeah. do it. I was like, what do you mean it's not ready? They're like, oh, we just have to do some stuff. And I'm like, but what stuff? Like, I have money. You have car, car drives, it's MOT'd, it's packed. Why can't I drive it away today? Can't do it. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's worse every single way. Every single way. It's just it's just ridiculous. And it and, and brings us back to where we are. Like this is this is the solution to a problem that exists right now today. This is a problem that is here. Forget all the energy flood and all that, and the use case. Well, the use case for Bitcoin is I don't have to wait five days to get my money out of Bitcoin. Because if I've got shares and I want to sell those shares, can't do that on a weekend. You know, you do it at four fifty-eight on a Friday. You have to wait until Tuesday or Wednesday before it hits your bank account. You know, but a lot of people don't realise any of the points which we're talking about here, and that's truly the issue. Because I suppose 
the way which we get into hyper-Bitcoinization is adoption. Mm. And it's the fact that you've got to hope that some absolute rem understands a point that it's not their money and it's being debased. Um, and, yeah. With, um, you think that we're being... Because Bitcoin is inevitable because... At the moment, there's only probably like five or ten percent of the world who have had their money hit hyperinflation, so they completely get it. Yeah. Where, but the problem is, ninety percent of the population in the world haven't hit hyperinflation yet, so they don't quite get it. But if hyperinflation was to hit America or Europe, really, like the euro or the pound or the dollar, then suddenly people realise, oh shit, money really is fucking important, and Ooh. what we get what we work our hours and get rewarded in, we need to make sure we get rewarded in something that can hold its value. And when it's a government asset and they have unlimited supply of, that is not a good store of value. And so we need, and I think ultimately Bitcoin hyperinflation is not going to happen until the euro or the pound or the dollar hyperinflates. And then that will be when a critical mass of people just go fucking hell. And it won't be just Lebanon like a small population, like, I don't know, six, seven million people that lose all their money. And the majority of people in Lebanon, unfortunately, lost their money. They didn't jump onto lifeboat of Bitcoin and sail to the the Neverland. Most of them went down with the ship, just like the Titanic. Mm. They went down, they sunk. They, they worked their entire lives, their retirement funds, their house funds, whatever it was. Well, this isn't on the news, is it? No, you, well, you know, when Greece was funded, it wasn't on the news, you know, and, and uh, obviously, uh, and when Cyprus and everybody in Cyprus got money from their bank accounts taken, it wasn't constantly on the news. I'm sure it was in the news, but then, like, something else, because I feel like everyone's being distracted by other things. So but that's what they do, isn't it? Yeah, that's 100%. In the real world, all of the queen died. Yeah, queen's dead. Well, this is, you know, I think we have a great reset steps. And it's not thinking about, there'll be a bunch of um, rich German bankers with whips telling you to to pick up the piss and the shit on the floor. (laughs) It'll be literally, we're going to save you with these CBDCs. You need to transfer to it now. Otherwise, you'll be starving and poor. And that's the next stage of fear is because now it's broken we're going to trap you on it and we're going to inflate it even more to our benefit yeah. on the subject then who's having their autumn covid booster zero <laughs> you know, it was the funniest thing right again i was having to watch fucking terrestrial tv this morning so i watched the jeremy ryan show i quite like <laughs> that jeremy ryan show and that they bring up random topics right and then I was about to switch it off. I was watching Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares whilst like fucking trying to like burp the baby. And um, and it came up with it as the adverts came on. So I would channel flicked and it flicked up with the autumn COVID booster, Jeremy Vine show. I was like, I'm watching this little bit just to see if this is legit. Are they going to have number one, a panel, number two, Q&A? Oh, if they ooh, do. Okay, yeah, yeah. If they do, I'll give them kudos. Guess what fucking happened, right? The channel comes on. This presenter has moved from her normal desk. She's in the corner now. There's a random doctor, and he's a he's a black young doctor. 
um, TikTok star on his own, and she reads five preset questions that he already has answers to. And when she's at the end of these questions, he's answered every single one, obviously, word for word perfect, because he's you, you keep seeing him looking down to read the answer that he had to the <laughs> question. He knew he'd been at. I'm like, okay, are they going to throw out to the audience? Are they going to throw it out to the to the phone-ins? Nope. The end of segment, throw back to adverts. I mean, <clears throat> that was a single government big pharma advert, but get the fucking booster. There was no mm. debate. There was no anything. It was yeah. just get the fucking booster. Here's a young black guy who's a, like some kind of you know, minority kind of thing that you know, you should trust this guy. He's not like an old white guy. They've got a TikTok influencer. Get your booster. And it, yeah. I was just like, oh my God, this is what people are watching on TV. This advert has been brought to you by AstraZeneca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was disgusting. Because it's so weird, because I love that show because they throw on every subject. And quite often I disagree with two of the people and I agree with one. It's like well, they wanted to keep their TV licensing going, didn't they? Because we're retired. If they didn't, they would have been cancelled. Yeah, they, this is the one subject that they went, you know what? We're not going to throw it to the panel. We're going to take mm. the presenter and throw, throw her into the corner and interview him. Like they've never interviewed someone before. Normally they just like throw the subject out and then they have people ringing in. They are fucking Margaret from Skegness going, oh. I fucking got my couch and like nonsense phone calls, like complete nonsense. But for this COVID booster thing, no, 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 all nice and segregated, no phone calls, no questions, five questions for the presenter, five questions answered. Uh, like what, what more <laughs> do you need to know that this is very clearly like a there's a very a very clear agenda here. This, this is not by accident. Even on these very like fringe shows like i would never normally watch this show i this only because my internet's down i'm watching this bullshit <laughs> and um i switch it on and i see it and i'm like and the only reason i let it go is like i just want to see if this is going to be bullshit and then i watch it and i'm like you motherfuckers you are such bullshit i'm like oh my god it's so sad but well <laughs> anyway cool last story our last story is widespread Bitcoin adoption, digital freedom can only happen through lightning. So LN. Um, so we, we talk about lightning and we talk about the various different advances that have happened within Bitcoin. And uh, lightning is on what is called layer two of the Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin layer, essentially. So you've got the main chain, which everybody talks about and is the classic third of oh it's so slow but guess what motherfuckers it's been fixed and it was fixed and announced to be fixed back in 2017 i think uh 2018 lightning was live and now you know it, it's there uh up and running and working so as we mentioned on the pod already if we want to move money across the world we can do so for pence and at super fast speed. Right? Spot on. I, think that's I, had, it. Um, I had um, some relatives around today. <clears throat> and um, yeah, we're talking about 
my um, Bitcoin career and all that kind of stuff as usual. And they're like, oh, Bitcoin's down, da, 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 Bitcoin price. I'm like, look, Bitcoin has never been stronger. Like on all the on all the kind of fundamental KPIs or like metrics that you want to compare Bitcoin to that I give a shit about, mm. Bitcoin is growing, whether it be lightning or nodes or users. The only one it's down on is price right now. And in reality, yeah. is it down that far on price? Like not really. If you compare it to five years ago, it's still up. Compare it to three years ago, okay, okay fine. It's probably down like 70%, which may, may have hurt you if you bought that price. And obviously the relatives that were asking had brought around the around the top. So they were going, oh yeah, Bitcoin's down. Have they sold or have they held? They've held. They, they've they held. And to, and to be fair to them, the people that were asking, they were still buying. They've they've set up their, Good. their DCA. I've, I told them to not buy big. I told them to DCA regularly for like a five-year period. And they've Game done so. Buys. They've done so. It's to be fair, they've done it. But then they're still a little bit groggy. Like, mm, a bit. I'm a bit down, but if but they had no clue, still that they they, they don't know what lightning is. None of them do. I, even though I've tried to go, to download a lightning wallet. I say some sats. They're like, does that make me money? I'm like, no, it doesn't. But like, it uses <laughs> Bitcoin for what's fucking meant to be used for you, fucking dickhead. Like, it's about it's just... the banking system. Like, it's 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 uncensorable, like free money. And, yeah. uh, but they don't really get it. They just want the gains at the moment. And to a certain extent, they're still holding these people anyway. My cousins that came around, they're holding their Bitcoin DCA on an exchange. They're not oh. even taking it off. Okay. So I'm, I've still got a lot of work to say. I'm still going, you know, you're super at risk, right? And they're like, yeah, but... I, I think it's you need to on. simplify um, with Lightning because... It, it does sound like quite a complex, but it's think of Bitcoin as your kind of like gold. It's your gold within the vault, whereas your lightning is your visa. It's a payment transfer network. Like you wouldn't move your full Bitcoin, which is on the, um, like your gold. You wouldn't get someone out with a cart. You'd use like kind of like IOU before you move the gold. And that's what the whole point of the lightning network is. Mm. If... If you had cash or money, uh, like a large, let, let's just say, just say ten thousand pounds, yeah, just for argument's sakes, you know it's not wise to necessarily keep that money in the bank, but then you shouldn't necessarily just put that money in the exchange because you just like your Bitcoin, you wouldn't necessarily have access to that should the exchange go down or be hacked or whatever where would or should you keep it a mattress are, you, are we going old school mattress but then you know would, <clears throat> it, would you then if you wanted to get it into uh, society or into bitcoin eventually are you going to the bank each and every day to deposit and then knowing that the bank might stop the transaction because they're seeing this going to uh, some company called Gemini, Coinbase. That's, that's the scary thing about Bitcoin for a lot of people, and it really was for me as well, is that you become wholly responsible for Correct. your money. Like, I, like I, I, I mean, when I first did it, I was checking that wallet three times a day just to make sure it was still there. 
And it, I haven't got even, well, I don't know why, but it's not like a crazy, crazy, crazy amount. And I must admit, like, I can't remember the last time I even looked at my actual wallet now because I just trust that it'll be all right. Like, you know, it's there. It's fine. You should, do, you should do updates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, but yeah, but, but that aside, like, yeah, when you log into the laptop, it says there's an update for your wallet and then you do it. But that aside, like, I barely touch it. Barely touch it. What about if your um, wallet breaks? But then you've got the backup, haven't you? Have you got your steel? I've got my stuff. I know, he's talking about steel. But the point point about this, though, is that that that's what is, like, the exchange replaces the bank. It's that comfort blanket, isn't it, of they're looking after it, and they're a big brand, they're a big name, and a lot of these people are getting into it after MTVox, and and after, like, after all that noise has died down so much that it's almost been forgotten about. And I think... It will take another big, well, it'll do one of two things. You imagine there was another Mount Gox, like that would put Bitcoin back however many years. But it would also be a rude awakening for people that you really, really, really do need to own this. But is that not also one of the benefits that, that, you know, that, that you aren't relying on this organization, but it is also the scariest thing. And I think that's well, the thing, isn't it? you know. Well, we all have to adopt going all in, like Mr. All In, because, you know, we, we know, you know, the, the three of us, four of us from working for the company that we do or did, you could get a larger substantial amount um, come the end of like when there's shares or so. And then you've got another choice to make. Do I hold those shares in shares? Or again, do I hold it in cash? Where do I hold it? Uh, okay, my only resort is back to Bitcoin. So you, then you buy more Bitcoin. Like it's 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 like um it's a truly difficult situation of what to do. Because before you know it, everything's in Bitcoin. Yeah. I think the question is though, do you want like a lot of people don't want that responsibility. And that's maybe, you know, a lot of they just don't. You know, the fact that, oh, you lose your money. Not many people have got £80,000 in savings, let's be honest. So the fact that the £80,000 worth of savings is guaranteed by the bank. How do they do that, by the way? You know, that's a whole other question that we can yeah, good do another day. Everybody loses yeah. all their money, but we'll give it you back up to £80,000. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that money coming from, by the way? Um, you know, look, look, you know, that that is the scary thing. When I speak to my dad about it or people on the periphery of my family, they're like, I just don't, I just don't want to do that. And some of them will be like, do it for me. And I'm like, no, I can't do it for you because then that defies the point of it. The whole point is you have to own it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of the very first things I ever said on, on this podcast was, you know, the ownership of your own money should be something we spend a lot of our time doing. And mm. we've outsourced this to a third-party company that fundamentally does not have our best interests at heart. Correct. They are, they are profiteering off us. And when all this kind of game of cards comes to an end and it all falls in, they're going to blame us for the reason that it fell down when in reality it was them. So that we right now we have an opportunity to take our card out the bottom of that deck and put it into Bitcoin before it falls down. And there's only going to be so many of us that are allowed to do that. You know, because the more people that realize it, the quicker it, that it falls. Because it's going to fall, it's inevitable. 
fiat is a a house of cards that it, it's impossible for it not to fall. It's, mm. it's just you, you can't every, build an economy based on nothing. And every not time it has, yeah, it's failed every single time. Exactly. So um, so yeah, it's it's something just to just to ponder and go. You know, it's it's the, the sooner because it's it's kind of crazy, right? It's just I've got so many friends, families, and and relatives that that they did they still think Bitcoin is purely as an investment and. I try and get it through and I, I see the look in their eyes. They just kind of like, they turn a little bit when I go, this is something really serious. This is not just an investment tip. I'm not trying to get you just to earn a bit more money. This is something that is an insurance against the existing financial system collapsing. And when it collapses, everything fucking collapses. And your, your retirement fund, property, stocks and shares fucking everything that is why years ago i sold everything i pretty much had and i put it into bitcoin and i've continued on that journey and i don't think i'm wrong and it's but the majority of people even when i say it in that simple terms go okay i'll put one percent of my worth in it i'm like well it's, it's better than nothing but it still pretty much says you don't believe me because you still think 99% of you says the existing system is going to continue and be fine. It probably, I think, is it'll continue long enough for me to get to where I want to get to or before I die, and then I don't care afterwards. Is that you saying that, your, or your relatives? I, I think I'm speaking for people where they're, they're thinking like that, where they're like, it's like insurance or, or, or I'll buy it when I need it. Yeah. But for right now, I won't need it because I'll be okay. I won't get sick. I won't get ill. Mm-hmm. But it's I'll a, be it's okay. not in my lifetime problem, isn't it? You know, like you would speak to my dad, he'll be like, that. I get that a little bit. You know, he's a commercial director for a company. He knows what he's talking about. He's like, it's very unlikely to happen in my lifetime. Exactly. You know, that, 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 that's his kind of stuff. He's like, I'm not saying that won't happen, but I think I'll miss it mm. probably just about, maybe by 20 years or whatever. So That's how mm. I think people think, because I, I'm yeah. the same, by the way. You know me, Mr. Ollie. And I, like, I actually... You, you oh, I know you are. I know you are. You go, you go all in, but I actually. <laughs> I'm trying to convert I, I, you. I'm trying to save you a lot of money. <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually try not to because I, I, I to, to to tell people because I don't want to come across as too preachy, uh, and I'm like, well, I, you know, I've got countless hours of, you know, proof of work if you don't believe me and various different books that we've read. And if you ask me about it, I'll tell you about it and why I think you should convert into it. But I know you're not going to listen anyway, so I won't. But if you ask me and you approach me, then I'll say this is what you should do. But I don't think a lot of people just don't want to hear it. Or you can just tell them they're not ready. And have fun staying poor. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting when we all sit down for our Christmas meal at like 85, 87 uh, upstairs with the grill and 
someone's going to be right. You know, that's the yeah. thing, isn't it? Like, someone's going to be right. Because by that age, we won't care. You know, <laughs> like that, that really is the end of days. Yeah. So at that point, you know, will I ever be looking back going, what oh, fuck we did that? Or we'll be looking back going, well, I made us a little bit of money and we were safe in case of, and maybe my family will be all right. But it is, it is like I said, it's inevitable. It is inevitable. Right? Well, the it's alternative just, is you're just like everybody else that hasn't done it. Well, what so, time frame are we working to? Are we working to Lebanon, which is like right now, or are we working to, you know, something? It's, hard, it's like, hard to tell because my worry is CBDCs lock everyone in and it becomes really bad, you know, which could be 10 years or so. But I don't think it's a long, long term time frame. I think things are just unwinding too quick. I think uh, 15 to 20 years. Unfortunately, I do think that it's going to happen, but just not as quick as we would like it to happen. Uh, and the adoption of things. So by that point, Bitcoin will be, you know, just under 30 uh, or there or thereabouts. And at that point, that's when we'll then go, you know, into hyper-Bitcoinization. So, you know, ultimately... I'd love it to happen tomorrow, but I just don't think so. And things like CBDCs will just be a distraction that will prolong the inevitable. I think, you know, countries are going to have to move off a fiat standard in the next five years. And it's going to be in CBDCs because lock-in. It's literally the last chance they're taking you hostage. Then. It's a well, they want to. Not, not because they have to, they'll want to, because they'll see that it's an opportunity for them to be able to control people and what they, you know, buy. I would argue, but it, it's not a want, it's a need. I think it's getting to a point where people will be moving off the fiat, and like we're seeing more and more countries that are happening too, because the fiat standard is failing as standard. Um, you know, they want, they want to because they want to prolong their, their rule but it's also a need to, because without it, they're, they're nothing. It's weird, right? Because <clears throat> um, around by me at the moment, right? <clears throat> if you want to be self-sustained on a little piece of land, the easiest way to do that would be to have some cows and some chickens. Cows give you beef and milk. Chickens obviously give you chicken and they give you eggs. Oh no, we lost Mr. No Show. Um, so no different than normal. <laughs> I know. <he's, laughs> can't believe he left just right before the end. I must have bored him. But it's it's very interesting how nearly every single farmer around by me is avoiding cows and chickens. Oh. And when you ask them why they're avoiding it, it's government regulation. And the government regulation is avian flu around chickens and TB around cows. They, they, if you have these animals, you have to check them constantly. And every like three to six months, you have to check that these animals have those things. If they do, your whole, whole farm gets shut down. However, if you have goats, sheep, any other animal, which are not as, as effective at all at farming, then there's no checks. And apparently these animals can't, and, and the hilarious thing is, right, there's no proof that avian flu goes from um, birds to humans. There's no scientific proof that TB will transmit from cows to humans. However, there's a suspicion that it does. Hence, 
the farmers around me are getting rid of their cows, getting rid of their, their chickens, and they're putting their animals in, in place. And it's just centralizing who owns the cows and who owns the chickens. And it's huge industrial complexes. No mm-hmm. small farmer owns this anymore. So suddenly now as a like a human kind of like normal consumer, you're reliant on a couple of providers. And if they want to switch them off or on, we're at the complete beck and call of a couple of companies because all the smaller providers have gone. They've just gone, fuck chickens and fuck cows. We don't want to deal with them because TB, avian flu. Push it on someone else. And then suddenly the government of certified providers are the ones that go, don't worry, we'll get you. And suddenly they don't have any avian flu. They don't have any TB. And they're the ones that give out the beef and the, the chicken and the, and, the, and the eggs. But guess what? That also does give them the ability to do, which is... Control the price. The price and also just the general supply, which is yeah. if they want to create a shortage of a thing and go, oh, there's no chicken this week, they only have to make three phone calls. Before, they'd have to make 3,000 phone calls to all these various chicken farms to go, don't send out any chicken this week. But guess what? They've already shut them down. And it's nuts because I'm literally working with a couple of farmers locally right now to go, let's start this back up. Let's try and get some cows and some sheep and some and some chickens. Let's get them going again. And like, mm. fuck their regulations. But the problem is you can't really fuck it completely. You need the vets to come around and check all your animals and it costs you money to have all your your birds test for avian flu and your and your cows tested for TB, it costs you decent money. And it, it basically, it virtually makes it where it's financially not sustainable to do, other than if you just go, fuck it, we're going to do it anyway, which is the way I want to go. <clears throat> just, just fuck them. But it's, it's kind of nuts to go, once you enter this world of just going, can you really be self-sustainable on a very basic level? The amount of rules and regulations you knock into it looks very, very sus to go. It looks like they're, they're doing it to, to a degree where they, they want to make it that you can't do it, that it's essentially they're just pushing food supply into a huge industrial complex. And if you don't buy from there, then you can't buy from anywhere. <laughs> it's too risky. And mm. in reality, it's just, it's not too risky at all. They just don't want you to buy from that because there's too much supply which you could then buy from in in the advent of a some kind of government shutdown you could go to your local farmer but guess what if your local farmer got shut down five years ago because he got paid to do so you can't do it yeah so So do you think this is kind of like the cbdc's of the farming industry in terms of the, the the trickery and the deceit of underhandedly getting them to transfer one thing to take another which yep. is the alternative animals rather than the primary animals and therefore losing control and ownership and all of a sudden they're now dependent on as you say the the three main companies that will it, handle it really is because what they're, what they're also getting promoted to sell instead is like grain and stuff so uh, they it, 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 what in what ends up happening is a load of cow and um, like chicken land is getting 
redone into grain land. And a lot of the grain just gets exported offshore. So you suddenly end up with like, what are they doing? And yeah, so when you look at that from a, like a, a macro level, like what is happening here, there's very obviously a purposeful shortage of chicken and beef. And then they're creating an excess demand of grain and they're just, but they're exporting most of that to mm. other countries. So there's, there's a massive amount of farming land that could be used to produce beef and chicken that have massive shortages of that, of that resource, but instead of creating grain, they don't need, and then exporting it. And a lot of the, the exports just end up in massive warehouses that never get used government subsidies from both sides pay for it to be produced and pay for it to be brought and you go this it, it look again this is again this feeds into the controlled demolition yeah uh, it's and, uh, everyone around me is just going this is it's really hard like there's a lot of people like looking to do the sustainable farming thing sustainable living there's people that are creating various sheep like breeds of sheep for, for like um for carpets and blankets and what we're, we're all just trying to like get together and go what what do people need you know, i'm trying to mm. create like various vegetables that what people want and like to, to trade it and barter with various people but we're a small community and then obviously i must be brought into this but the majority of people have no clue what's going on and um at one point like your your supermarket is gonna have fucking nothing in it electricity is going to go off your internet's going to go off like water's going to go off what are you going to do then you can just subscribe to your cbdc's unless it's a nice place to yeah, end it positive notes uh, you've all had enough you've had enough all right i've had enough so, let's fucking go let's fucking let me let me end it as in Good traditional style. This podcast, pod number 68, was brought to you by Mr. All In, aka the Trillion Dollar Man, Dr. Evil 10%, aka the People's Champ, myself, Sir Neverlook, the excellence of execution, and unusually, but not unusually, Mrs. No Show was here, now not here. Surprise, surprise, but this has been the four B's and we're signing out. Peace.